Ha ha. <laughs> What's going on, guys? What's going on, Joe? Uh, welcome back to another episode of Flip the Record. We're doing Mac Miller Part 2 today. Watching movies with the sound off all the way through circles today. What's going on, Joe? Sir, not much. Did you have a good uh, golf trip this last weekend? Golf trip hit. It, uh, it's cool, like, seeing guys that I don't see very much anymore. A lot of guys I played high school golf with and then a few of their friends for the most part. Um, and just, like, the vibes were right back. So it was cool to get up there. I also haven't played a ton of golf this summer. So, like, played way better than I expected, which is just probably, like, average when I'm actually playing a bit. So, uh, you know, hit some real good shots. Um, yeah, good weekend for sure. Nice. Like Traverse City, too. Traverse City rocks. Oh, yeah. TC's the best. It's turning into a mini Nashville, though, just in terms of, like, how many fucking bachelorette parties really? there are, dude. You can't walk around a corner in downtown Nashville in the summer. Oh, no, no I know Nashville. I meant, like, TC. No, TC, dude. Bachelorette Central. Yeah. Holy I want to go down there at some point this year. I haven't been in, like, two years. If you're going, get going. Otherwise, oh, I know, like, I know. You know, past September, it gets a little nasty. Yeah. Well, you left us hanging on Friday. We had a, a wedding that you were invited to but weren't able to attend. And at our table, there was one FPC, which is yours. But at our table, this guy, there's this guy, the worst wedding like guest person I've ever had to sit next to in my whole life. For the, for the sake of the podcast, I'll, we'll call him this guy Chad. Okay. Um, Chad was an absolute douchebag, like, just... He's a police officer, and he's just telling all these stories about how he likes to beat people up and, and like, always loves likes to get blood on his fist and break, you know, get in trouble with the, the his squad or whatever. Like, which that that part was, you know, fine or whatever, but it was just the way, like, he would talk over everyone, like, across the table. Like, you're trying to have a conversation. You just, this guy's, like, screaming, like, telling his stories. And it's like, like, dude, we're just trying to eat dinner. Yeah, take it easy. Take it easy. And ease. like I said, your seat was empty. So this guy was sitting to the right of me. And so he had the whole extra space to the right and he would, he had his legs like this, like his legs were like four feet apart so that his left leg kept bumping into mine. I'm like, dude, you're the only person at the table with two seats and you're still bumping into me. Like, <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he was just, and then he, he went on this like 10 minute rant about how he would never sign away half his shit to get married to a woman because like if, if he were to get divorced, like, and mind you, there's like, five women at our table and then like three guys and we're just like no like nope this is unprovoked like i feel like there's always one guy at a wedding most weddings that i've been to that's like ah marriage is bullshit <laughs> in one way or another usually an older guy but this guy isn't that old he's probably about the same age as some like patrick and his friends. yeah probably mid-30s um so he's not old enough to be like that jaded but apparently so but there's always one guy and like that's always the worst guy at the wedding like if you don't like marriage or you know all the things that go into like the divorce situations and whatnot keep it to yourself right it's literally the wedding day and then so to keep it going this guy he just kept he's just kept swearing like you know, like you know like throwing like like bitch slut but like all this stuff it's like dude like just and, and again he's screaming everything like he's not talking to room like room temperature i'm like dude just keep it down and then um for part of the wedding they had like this uh, they did the thing where the bride and groom go around and take a picture with every table during one song. Okay. And it was after, like, they had started, they played, like, two or three songs, like, in the DJ, and then they pause it, and they're like, all right, now we're going to do the bride and groom song. He okay. literally screamed, like, at three points throughout the song. He's like, we want to fucking dance. Get this, sh-. he's like, get this shit over with. And I'm like, it, like, dude, everyone, like, 
everyone that we know was like just look like giving each other the eye like is this guy serious like and he was it like if you're that upset about it just don't come go on a golf trip who knows i know and then yeah uh yeah and then yeah and then he the one guy at our table didn't want to dance and he's like screaming at him he's like i have a big dick you have a small dick because you won't dance and it's just like dude like just shut the fuck up and leave it like we at one point i literally said i was like oh who, like does anyone want to go outside and yeah. everyone that we knew like left and we all got out there and i was like oh it's nice to hear our like anything yeah. like but this guy yelling it's nice to hear the silence <laughs> it was unreal uh, dude i can't believe you guys didn't leave this dude at the table by himself after like dinner finished up you were just as far away as possible where are we gonna go I don't know, other side of the dance floor, whatever you got to do. Oh, he like, was dancing by us, too, and he was obnoxious. Brutal, bro. Yeah, and, yeah, so the, just an all-time, like, just a mood killer. Like, I've never had that at a wedding before. Like, my mood was affected by this guy. That's such a fucking, like, just don't come, man. I, I You don't have, you literally don't have to come, and I don't think he's that close with Travis. Yeah, I don't know, but, he, yeah, he just, just a massive personality, massive ego, and I'll end, I'll end that real quick so we can get into it. But uh, one more thing I did want to say, there's this other couple at our table where i didn't know either of them and uh they were married and the wife turns to the husband and she's like oh like you got something on your teeth like after dinner and he's like oh like he went like this you know tried to get in she's like oh like it's still there and he's like oh well like i'm not gonna do it in front of everyone like i'll worry about it later and she's like okay okay and then like five minutes later he's telling a story like and out of nowhere she goes like takes his head and like gets it for him like in front of everyone we're all just like sitting there like oh my god that's so much worse that is a million <laughs> times worse did she break out like the the choo-choo train for dinner too oh like, yeah, yeah this th- that was her mo for sure like they were talking about how she picks out all his outfits and like oh yeah yeah and there was another point where she had turned to him and uh, he was telling a story again he, like he's talking to everyone at the table he's telling a story and she's like hey can you give me some water and he's like, and yeah. so he like didn't hear it. And then she said, hey, could you give me some water? And then the third time she yelled, she's like, agua. And like, and then he like handed it to her. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. like, if this is what you do in front of people, imagine what you do at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Well, I was overdue for a, uh, a double booking. I've told you before, I'm usually good for about once every two months. And it's been a l- maybe the second time this year. So very, very overdue. Sorry I missed it. No, no, but the wedding was great outside of that. Yeah, yeah, But, cool. yeah, I know uh, we want to get to Mac Miller here, so let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. So, Watching Movies with the Sound Off comes out in 2013. The album cover for this is kind of funny. Yeah, it's wa- a little bit wild. Uh, it's just a black back or not black background, red background. He's sitting at a table uh, naked, and... They strategically put the like the explicit content warning right over his cock, so <laughs> so you couldn't see anything, obviously. And then like up in the right side, like right hand corner of the room, there's just a dangling like golden cherub, like statuette, dangling from the ceiling out of like nobody would have that in their home. It's a wild decoration, but it's an album cover, right? whatever you know. Yeah, but. just him sitting there naked is always it's a it's a very memorable album cover. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so the Star Room opens the album, one-minute intro. Don't have anything else on that. Yeah, it's just this kind of like easy, jazzy, uh, kind of flowy track. It's all right. It's a decent album. Well, sorry, it's a one-minute intro, and then it gets into the song, which the song is right, all right. Right, Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. right. Yeah, so after that, it's Avion. Yeah, Avian, Avion. Avion. Uh, mid-slow tempo, kind of piano drum beat here. 
uh, a bit on the low energy side. Uh, they got some of these like super deep synthy vocals, like you know, like you'll hear it in rap songs, like oh, it's like this, <laughs> and they like just pop it in as like a, a back and forth with the artist, like Kendrick does it. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they pop some of that in there. I kind of like this track though. Yeah, like you said, it's slow, slow freestyle, slow flow, nothing crazy. Uh, kind of a mild beat in my opinion, and yeah, just uh, average track. Sure. Next one is I'm Not Real featuring Earl Sweatshirt. This one I, I do like a little bit more. See, and now I'm the opposite. I, I just, the energy missed me here. It's in this like low energy range again. Uh, synthy, drum beat, mid tempo, featuring Earl Sweatshirt. Nah. I didn't think his verse was that good on this track. And I didn't, like, Mac is just, he's kind of in the middle of his prime right now. He's doing good, but just didn't stick out, I guess. Yeah, I do like. Uh, I like part of Max. I guess I could agree with the Earl part. I like Max verse in this. If money buy you love, then love's not enough. So tell me why you're on your knees crying to the floor. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Next up is SDS. Yeah, I didn't quite catch what the the acronym is here, but um, I got so mid high tempo flow on this track. Um, beats between like the they got a clap beat with these like ooing and eyeing kind of. Uh, making up the beat good flow here from mac good wordplay kind of mid energy mid high tempo uh, i like the song yeah the wordplay was good the beat was eh for me he had a couple of good lines though people selling drugs because they can't find no job wonder if christ made a million off selling the cross that's yeah a, <laughs> that's a, a nice little bit of a shot nice little dagger yeah. there and then the other one he opened i think the second verse with sipping jameson like i made like i was majored in whiskey flavoring Jameson's dog shit. I drank so much of that this weekend. It's so bad. I, I'm not a big Jameson fan. Well, but yeah, no, cool line anyhow. <laughs> this next track might be one of his worst beats in his catalog. Bird Call. Oh, I, 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 I could agree with that. It, it's not necessarily like the beat doesn't necessarily like emulate a bird call, but it's got like high pitched chirps as part of the beat. Um, and then like mid tempo drums. Uh, Lower energy on the mic though, like the the tempo's up, but the energy on the mic is down. Um, ugh, yeah, I just didn't like this. Track. He has probably his most vulgar, if not certainly top five, like most vulgar set of lines where he's talking about wanting to have sex with Mila Kunis. I won't, I <laughs> yeah. won't, I won't yeah. read it, but it's pretty vulgar. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you remember, like remember what I'm talking about. Yeah, but no, it's coming back to me. <laughs> it's it's something. I was like, why, why would you say that? Yep, definitely something. I mean, Eminem's got a couple of those throughout his catalog, too. But I guess, I don't know, Mac Miller is usually not as vulgar. Yeah, you just don't expect it from him a little bit. Like, not quite to that extent. Not the not to the extent of calling someone out by name and saying, like, what you want to do to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you might get, like, the generalities, not that. Yeah, and the generalities are, are fine, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. Yeah. Follows that up with Matches featuring Absol here. Uh, kind of this up-tempo, upbeat, uh, just fun track. Simple synth and 808 drums on this. Um, fun, like, feel. Good flow for Mac. Love the song. Yeah, this is decent. The metaphor matches is kind of for, like, growing up too fast and then burning out. So uh, that's what they were trying yeah. to, because they both had verses that were kind of, like, more nostalgic. So. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely um, one of the better ones out of the first couple tracks that we talked about so far. Yeah. Next up is I Am Who I Am featuring Nikki Ronda. 
Nikki Ronda. Never heard of her, but she puts on a cool like verse on, or I guess the chorus is Nikki Ronda. She does a good job here. Um, up tempo flow, simple beat here, drums and synth, and that's actually something I I should have mentioned last week. But like, he kind of makes his bread and butter on beats that aren't much. Like a lot of artists, uh, I won't say a lot of artists, but like, it, it's poignant like how simple a lot of his beats are, and you could say a lot of his like club bangers and stuff are different than that. Like think like knock, knock uh, party on fifth Ave, different, like a little bit more complex beats, but a lot of his tracks are just drums and synth kind of in a simple setting, you know? Yeah. There's certainly, especially with watching movies with the sound off and then faces the mixtape after this. And then good morning. Each of those projects are like 17, one of them 17. I think the other one's like 25 and then the other one might be around 17 to 20. It's a lot yeah. of songs. The songs to me that don't stand out are the ones that are very simple production and then like the wordplay is not as good. Um, but when you get Mac Miller with a good beat and like the good flow, it's it's really, really good. Yeah, that's the top of the top right there. Um, and it, it, it becomes even more poignant when it gets so far away from the rap or not from the rap, but like the we'll call it R&B standard modern hip hop like beats, you know. And we're talking about like swimming in circles, uh, it's even more poignant that he's like trying to lean on his voice a little bit. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, he, like he's not—he doesn't want to rely on the music so much. He just kind of wants to like put it out there, and whatever is behind it is behind it. Yeah, and going back to "I Am Who I Am" here, it's a very like pessimistic kind of song. Um, they're like, "We wonder about life, but none of us willing to learn. The money we earn is something to burn. Why won't they give me a turn? I'll feed the hungry and clothe the naked. You mistaken, the world is cold and it's lonely, ain't it?" Very like kind of like dark. Yeah, and it's got that kind of like uh, not lower energy, but like a like tinge of sadness, but also like a pensive feel to it. That's just kind of the, like the vibe I get from the between the flow and the beat. Like that's the kind of feel you get for this song so that makes sense yeah there's another part in the song where he goes forfeiting the war he lays his sword down and walks away grabs a 40 from the corner store begins to contemplate dealing with death like he worked in the morgue absorbing souls forgotten he lost his way staring down that barrel thinking not today like pretty pretty yeah. um deep pretty heavy for for mac miller for at sure, this point for in sure. his career at least yeah and i think uh i don't know if this album has necessarily made the turn yet but it's kind of rounding the corner, let's say that, in terms of, like, lyrical emphasis. I would say there are several songs on here that are really, really good and have made the turn, and then there's others that have not. Right. It's a good mix between the two. And like we said, this is a long album, so you know, could put a bit of everything in here. And that's what he did. Yeah. The next song, one of his most introspective songs at this point as well, Objects in the Mirror. Yeah, I mean, lyrically, this song is, again, like Joey said, really introspective, thoughtful. Um, musically, I didn't think there was much going on here. Kind of mid-tempo, another simple beat. Mac more singing than he is rapping on this track. Uh, musically, it's just all right. Lyrically, powerful. Yeah, and he uses, like, the imagery of a female to personify, like, some of his addictions, like drugs and you know, music. Uh, I got a couple of lines here. Let's see which one stands out. I never thought that it would feel this way. You never taught me how to heal this, heal the pain. I wish you caught me on a different day when it was easier to be happy. Like that one. But yeah, one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, for me, it just doesn't have a ton of replay value. And I think that's something I'll, I'll repeat as we go through here. There's a lot of really cool tracks, 
that just don't have great replay value. Oh, see, I'm opposite you on this one. I love when this song comes on. on like, sh- like I, this is a, a must listen to for me. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. But I think, well, I'll, I'll save the point for later. But yeah. Cool. Coming up next, Red Dot Music featuring Action, Action Bronson. Uh, kind of this like mid tempo. Uh, Beats better here. Um, they use like synthed up repeated vocals with the drums uh, to make this beat good energy. Uh, Bronson's like uh, verse on this track is electric. He brings so much energy to this track. It's so, like it's perfect. It's exactly what he needed at this point in the album to like, because especially the next there's going to be more tracks uh, kind of in the higher range. Let's say coming up here. This is a great way to get you off uh, objects in the mirror. Great coming up off the map. You know what they do in this song that I really like in rap when people do it is like a double hook where Action Bronson sings the first part of the hook and then Mac Miller sings the next part the of the hook. The back and forth. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty fire. Oh, for sure. And like Red Dot, it's like obviously like a, you think of like a Red Dot and like a sniper or like a, yeah, a yeah, weapon. Yeah. It's like, right. you know, got you in the scopes. And on this, Mac raps about like some drug experiences. He references like almost overdosing. And he also he's questioning his belief in God. And like it's, it's, uh, it's a good song. Then at the end of the track with like, I don't know, minute and some change left, they just cut the beat and Action Bronson goes fucking nuts for like a minute and 10, minute and 20. Freestyle at the end is fire too. Yeah, Action Bronson has a, a part of his verse. He says, forbidden jungle in the joint paper, point shaver, check the bio. I fixed the game between Kentucky and Miami of Ohio. Like, I wonder, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't really look into it, but I'm like, that's a weird thing to put in a rap song unless, like, you were accused or, like, had yeah, something yeah, yeah. to do with actually fixing a, a sports game. <laughs> I mean, right? Oh. Like, why else would you say that? Also, Kentucky, Miami, Ohio. It's not exactly uh, – that's, that's no, like, top-tier matchup. No, you only know about those teams if you're a degenerate. Real degenerate. Well, I mean, Kentucky, obviously, but Miami, Miami Ohio. Bullshit Mac team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't look into that one, but I was I was like, what a what That's a funny. weird line to throw in there. <laughs> Just giving it up. Yeah. Next song, uh, one of my least favorites, G's featuring Schoolboy Q. Yeah, I I like I do like the beat on this. This is like a mix between synth and hand drums. You got that like hollow open sound to it. Um, the beat here is cool. Quick flow from both guys. Um. I thought this was kind of like a like a riding around song. Like I could see myself just driving and like bumping this. Um, but as these kinds of songs go in the catalog, I don't think it stands out from those. You know, like and Mac <laughs> Miller's got some. He's got some good. Uh, some of his rhymes where he's he's got the sexual innuendos. He's got some good ones in here. If that's what you're looking for, <laughs> I'll seek those out. Uh. So this next track, watching movies. So I should have mentioned it at the top of the album, but the the title here, watching movies with the the sound turned off. It's basically uh, like something he would do to come up with like writing songs. So he would sit in the studio with his notebook, kind of just writing, and turn the volume all the way down and flip on movies. Oh. And that was kind of like how he got inspiration. Oh, really? And so I feel like you'll maybe this is like something you should have or I should should have picked up on as I listened to. Because in the next few albums, there's a few movie like clips that he throws in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about them as we get there. But 
Yeah, that's it's just something he did to come up with writing and and uh, especially on this album, I guess. That's cool. I thought I I was just guessing it was like a metaphor for, but that makes more sense. It makes a lot more sense. You know, <laughs> but speaking of of watching movies, so like the song in watching movies, th- this song kind of sounds like a soundtrack for like Halloween or like a horror movie. Yeah, that's exactly what I had. It sounds like an uptune Jason movie <laughs> soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> but it is cool. It's or like it's either Jason or like like car sirens or horns or so, like. But yeah, you get that feel. It's got movie like score feel. It plays though. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's a cool it's a cool beat. Um quick flow, just like fun vibes on the on the mic from Mac. Good track. Yeah. Another another one. This girl loved me a long time. Don't know why she wouldn't. Same ID could win the Heisman. Yeah, I'm Charles Woodson. <laughs> That's a good line. Charles Woodson. But yeah, good good song for sure. What a dog. <laughs> he goes he goes hard on that song. God, imagine like imagine the lyrics that never made any of these tracks. Well, dude, he said I think I mentioned it last episode. He said he's got like he's one of those he's got like a thousand in the vault or you know hundreds in the vault. Well, and I think I read it's one of these albums. I forget which it might be Faces. He wrote or he recorded like four hundred songs for one of these few albums coming up here. <laughs> I think it's Faces. I'll look it up. That's crazy. While you look that up, I'll get into the next song here. Suplexes, Inside of Complexes, and Duplexes. Feat- Try saying that five times. For real. Featuring Jay Electronica. Um, You know what's funny? When I was listening to this song, I was listening to it outside in my backyard. And I had yeah. to pause the song like more than once because I was like, oh, wow, like there's birds. Like there's birds in the backyard. And then I, I would pause the music and I was like, oh, the birds went away. And then I played the music and I'm like, oh, the birds are back. And it took me like a minute to figure out that it just sounds like there's birds in the. It's on the track, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this might have been the one I I had a similar reaction when I heard. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" I was like in the basement. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, this track. Um, first of all, fuck this title. But anyways, um, simple keyboard beat, kind of a slower flow here. Um, cool wordplay from Mac here again. Um, but honestly, this one falls a little bit through the cracks for me. Yeah, Jay Electronica has a a pretty good verse where he goes from like talking about Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz to I put some of the lyrics in here. Mr. Candyman, the parable's parabolic. The poetry's like the poems and psalm poems of Ecclesiastes. <laughs> Ecclesiastes. Yeah, yeah. Lightning should strike the stone and then Moses should make a tablet. The judge will bang the wood up in parliament with the mallet and yell, here, here, finally some order to this rap shit. Finally some sort of water to soil these cracked lips. Just like yeah, like I said, cool wordplay. Yeah, it was it was a wild, really verse. creative, yeah. really creative. Nah, so I was wrong. This is the album that he Miller estimated that he recorded over four hundred songs during the process of making this album. Who just at home? Whoever was interviewing him should ask like, how many of those songs are like just like a verse, like a minute and a half, or like how many of those songs are like you know three minute like actual songs? I think he did like nine or ten tracks with School of Like You too, and I think only two of them made it. And they still were was, just mid. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Anyways, that's crazy. Uh, next song is "Remember," which is a dope song. This song was for one of uh, Max's close friends that passed away. So it dedicated yeah, I saw it to that. Him. Yeah. Uh, slower keyboard and drums here. It's definitely you get that sad vibe top to bottom here. Uh, energy's lower. Musically, it doesn't do anything for me here. Uh, 
but it is powerful for sure. Yeah, he's got a couple lines. I hope you're proud of me. Dude, I grew to be ingenuity influenced by your eulogy, going through memories like they were movie scenes. And then he has another line where he says, you had a girl, I kind of wish you knocked her up so I can meet your son and talk you up. Which is just like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. That's got a little bit of that uh, for your eyes only vibe on that. Yeah. 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 Uh, crazy. Definitely. Uh, but anyways, yeah, not one of my favorite tracks, but it's whatever. Yeah. Coming up after that, Someone Like You. Uh, this is strange, even in his catalog. It it feels like a tuned-down, like, EDM track, almost. Like, the beat's hmm. got, like, an EDM vibe to it. Um, And, like, even the... There's, like, a repeated vocal section that's a sample from something. Um, And even that, like, gave me uh EDM vibe to it. Like, almost like a beat drop feel, but it, didn't, it never drops. It just keeps going, you know? Um, But anyways... Uh, like I said, the, the beats all background vocal and synth, uh, bit of drums, mid tempo, kind of lower energy on the mic. I kind of like this song. It's all right. Yeah. I don't know if it's about drugs or losing someone. He's got some lines dealing with his sense. Oh, wait, fucked around. Now I'm done. And I heard you're supposed to race when you hear the sound of that gun. Now it's losing all of its fun, spending days in solitude. Too many dumb interviews put me in this awful mood. Not thinking logical, getting high, jump off the moon. Yeah, and the you know now we're this far. He's blended the line between uh, drugs and women on the tracks a handful of times now, at least. Um, so you know, interpret it how you see fit. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't think the wordplay was that crazy on this track. I mean, it's interesting, but yeah, nothing crazy. But to the to the point of him putting you know more about um, himself with drugs in his songs, like. For sure. I think I had read that even back in high school, he was, uh, well, he he was selling weed and obviously smoking weed, which is, you know, weed is right. nothing crazy. Uh-huh. But then shortly after he, after high school, he started getting into the lean and then the um, cocaine and, you know, it's a bunch of, yeah. bunch of stuff. So, Pills. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so after someone like you, we got Aquarium. Kind of a forgettable track. I don't know if you like this one. I kind of uh, like this one. The beat's kind of interesting. Guitar and like different synth sounds and drums all mixed in there. Uh, mid slow tempo, kind of mid energy. Eh. Eh. Yeah. I Max said about this song it was supposed supposed to be focused on, or he said people are so focused on things like sports and celebrity culture instead of like important issues like you know economic, social, political. This, you know all this stuff like gets swept under the rug so he said that's kind of like the metaphor you're inside the aquarium and you're looking out at the world that's looking in so that's kind of what he was getting at with the song i i thought it was good but not like super you know yeah i don't know I, i'll be honest I, I don't really love when celebrities try to like preach down to the common folk about you should be paying attention to politics that never hits but yeah i mean yeah i don't think he has any like direct lines for politics in the song but i've you get my point, though. Politics, whatever it is. Right. Uh, you know, social issues, da 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 Unless you're, like, a like a huge social advocate, um, and I can't think of, like, big, big, big name artists off the top oh, of Oh, I, I got a big, big artist. Lizzo. <laughs> Let's take a side. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, we'll skip. No, it. no, no. We'll we can get into it. The story about the bananas is one of the most wild things I've read this year. And we, we've had some truly absurd, like, news and notes come through the wire this year. 
Lizzo calling her backup dancers fat and making them eat bananas off sex workers. Wild. I I've been a Lizzo hater for ever since she blew up. I because just anyone that's like morbidly obese and is like, oh yeah, I I have the body type where I can't lose weight and I'm actually healthy and and you should super body positive. Yeah, yeah, and it's like shut up. Like, yeah, you, you didn't get this way by accident. And then the fact that she's harassing her backup dancers, calling them fat. It's like, OK, that's that's all you know. That's all I needed to hear to confirm my my hate for Lizzo. Uh, on, uh, but yeah, fucking with Mike on the <laughs> <laughs> pretending like I like Lizzo. That was. Oh, cool. yeah. yeah. <laughs> all time turd. Uh, but yeah, she sucks. Anyways. um, Yeah. So that's all I got for Aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> what a hit. After that, Euphoria. But spelled different, spelled like you, like me, you, him, her, uh, euphoria. Simple beat, kind of higher energy, but the like the flow is in this like mid slow tempo. Um, he does more singing on this track, rapping singing. I, it just it feels disjointed. I'll give you a dollar if you can guess what this song's about. I'll give you three guesses. No, just go ahead, just rip. Uh, in an interview with Billboard, Max said this song is about a vagina. He said. Euphoria is a song about a vagina. I swear. Damn, I should have said sex. That would have been an easy hit. I swear to God. <laughs> he said this. That is the mecca of life. It is a, mo- a mecca. It is the most life? powerful thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Oh, brother! It's twenty four, twenty thirteen at this time. I can't believe you didn't want to guess on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, but uh, that's. That's like the highest take of all time. That's like the boys are sitting around smoking. You're like three or four deep. <laughs> Fellas, you know, it's like the most powerful thing in the world, honestly. <laughs> uh, pussy. <laughs> Just wild. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything on this track? That's the only note I had on this track. <laughs> all right. And I think that closes out the original album. There's four bonus tracks um oh i only had three on spotify oh sorry so there's like three bonus tracks and they do a remix of the star room gotcha yeah um let me just hit that now i should have hit it when we did the other one earlier nothing much to it it's a little bit poppier not not as good as the original i didn't even listen to it yeah that's all i got goosebumps uh kind of like this track up tempo kind of club vibes here horns and drums for the beat um another sex song just all about just like sex, hooking up with chicks, going out. Fun song, but I mean, creatively, not nothing wild. Yeah, I didn't have much on any of these three. Just, just, just all right. I really like the next one. Okay, featuring Tyler the Creator. Um, the weird freestyle. Yeah. yeah, no the the voc or the um the words here are off putting a little bit. Um, it's kind of like a similar meaning or understanding to the last last ones. Uh, hollow, per- hollow percussions and drums kind of like make up this beat, um, but the flow is really nice. Like Tyler, again, lyrics weird, flow incredible. Um, another just fun track. Then claymation rounded out, featuring Vinny Radio. Um, this got like full drum kit and bells for the beat. Uh, upbeat mid tempo feel. Uh, another song about just having sex. So three bonus songs about having sex. <laughs> As if you didn't get enough. Yeah. So, anyways. And that rounds out uh, watching movies with the sound. Ugh, watching movies with the sound off. Yeah, some some really good stuff, some good stuff, some not so good stuff, and one truly awful track. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
yeah. The next project here is a mixtape he puts out in 2014, Faces. So there, there's 25 tracks on this. Do you want to skip around? Yeah, we can skip. Okay, because there's a couple standout ones. There's a lot that are very average, in my opinion. So I think if we're going to skip around so that we can focus on some of the other albums, this would be the one to do it with. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's see. Uh, here we go. He had a line where he just said, I did it all without a Drake feature. That's a sick line to pull back in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Drake was, uh, it was like him, Lil Wayne and bro. Even today. If, yeah. You know how many like no name artists will pop up on like Spotify, discover weekly. And it's like featuring Drake. And you're like, Oh man, like, I guess, you remember, I guess I'll give you, it a listen. You remember that song? It was like turning up on a Tuesday. Yeah. Just some nobody look alive with block boy. Blackboy JB. No other hits. Come on now. No. Well, he's got one other hit. Uh, I think it's Twenty One Savage. Maybe it's a good track, but uh, yeah, no, that guy's a bomb. He's got a million of them, dude. Anytime, that's that's like the key to success if you're an up and coming rapper. Like in in today's age, like get Drake on a feature. Some of my favorite features are Two Chains. Two oh. Chains features go nuts, dog. Oh, he used to back in the heyday. He used to put on, <laughs> he would put on a show when he was on the feature. Oh, dude, he killed it. Uh, I can't think of a ton right now just off the top of my head because we've been so entrenched in this. But, like, if you gave me a list, I'd be like, yep, 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 hit everywhere. Yeah, it wasn't he, he was charging because he said it in one of the songs, too. He was charging, like, some absurd amount for a feature. Like, when artists get, like, really big, like, they start charging, like, four or five, six hundred K for a feature. I can right, only imagine, right. like, what Drake's feature price is. That's probably, <laughs> like, when, when they give some, like, up and coming, like, rapper like a budget like yeah. all right here's the budget for your project is like you know a million a million and they're like okay we just got drake <laughs> there there's a, there's two-thirds your budget oh yeah easy easy make the rest <laughs> wild but uh anyways face faces uh speaking of features they got pretty much like a lot of the same guys that were on watching movies are on faces you got schoolboy q back you got earl sweatshirt back um oh. but anyways so we opened up with here we go um just a little touch on that track. Um, it opens with like a spoken word uh, bit to like, it doesn't explicitly say chase your dreams, but the vibe is basically like chase your dreams. Um, beat here is like slow, but it's got these like long drawn out horn sounds, drums, uh, good energy on the vocals, kind of mid tempo flow though. Uh, I do like this track. Yeah. Same here. Um, I mean, the next few, I'm kind of a push on the next three or four. I just, I just glossed over all those. I'm with you. Uh, it picks up for me. It, it just doesn't matter. Oh, okay. So this is the one you you mentioned on the last album that features a sample from uh, Bill Murray in Meatballs, 1979. Hilarious scene. Great, like, great add-on here. The uh, the music starts coming in over the over the bit, like towards the end of it. It's a really cool way to open this song. Uh, you get like really good energy from him, from him, like right off the jump, kind of mid high tempo, uh, heavy drums and synth making up this beat. Good, good flow on this track. Just a really like cool deep cut off his off itself. Yeah, I'm higher than Voltron with a bunch of gold on. Caucasians still love me like my name was Michael Bolton. Uh, yeah, like Bolton. <laughs> do what you yeah. Do. <laughs> no, that was a good track for sure. Uh, I don't really have any notes on it, but I liked. Oh no, never mind. Not that one. Uh Wedding was kind of like a real song. Yeah, why don't we just toss in the next one too, Funeral, cuz I think it's interesting that he put those back to back. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? Bit of definitely a definitely intentional. Yeah. Intentional combo there. So weddings kind of got this like bittersweet vibe to it. Uh wobbly synth and claps making up this beat. Mid to slow flow and kind of lower energy on the vocals, but I, I thought the lyrics were kind of hard hitting on this track. Yeah, so in the actually I guess the track before too is Happy Birthday where he's kind of rapping about like being at a birthday party and he just like everyone seems fake. He just doesn't really want to be there, like doesn't want to be in the crowd. Yeah. And then it gets into this song where it's, you know, he's trying to find like a purpose uh and exploring like his inner self. And yeah, and one one of the lines from from wedding, I see you every time I'm writing, I'm losing to all my vices. They kick in my ass. I hold on to this feeling. I wish it would last. Don't want to lose you for some evil I did in the past. Yeah, it's a bit more like open and honest than usual. Yeah. And which is cool. And then it continues with funeral. Yeah, and so this track is like I Bittersweet's not quite the word for it, but it's not happy or sad either. It's just kind of like somewhere in the middle. Um, soft drums, kind of wavy synth, mid-tempo flow, kind of middle-of-the-pack energy. The beat is audibly pleasing, but again, I won't say it's happy or sad. Um, cool track, though. Yeah, and he's got some some powerful lines in this one. He's like, forever I melt and float away like waves in the ocean, staring inside of heaven's eyes. The gate will never open. I'm smoking on this field of hope. Wait until my deal gets closed. I keep getting hotter, but all I seem to feel is cold. He's yeah, like, it's uh, kind of like questioning, like, you know, am I doing everything I can? Like, yeah. 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 Weird. Not weird. Uh, Interesting. Like you don't get a lot of this. Well, this album was like we, we mentioned on the last album, they were kind of rounding the corner. This album is a bit more intentionally this way. A bit more. Well, yeah, this is, yeah, this mixtape is like, again, there's 25 tracks on here. So it's like, there's some, a lot of, there's some throwaway stuff in my opinion, but then there's also some, some really good stuff. Yeah. Good deep tracks. Uh, there's an instrumental on this album, 55. It's like 25, 30 seconds, I think. Just a little jazzy instrumental. Kind of cool. Yeah. You know, which you know what song is really cool? Probably the best song on this mixtape? Diablo. Uh, Diablo, Diablo, Diablo. Yeah, no, that's a cool track for sure. The, the beat on that is sick. Yeah, I had that right there too. Like first note, cool beat. Uh, kind of mid tempo piano and simple drums making this up with like horns mixed in. Uh, it's got this like semi jazzy kind of funky feel to it. Uh, good flow from Mac on this track. Good track. He actually produced this one himself too. Yeah, so I didn't mention it yet, but he started producing on this track or on this album and. Uh, he goes by a pseudonym, Larry something or other. Hang on a second. Yeah. Uh, because, well, I don't know why, but um, I would imagine it was like half like an inside joke and a half like, if this goes south, I can just blame it on Larry shit for brains. Um, his pseudonym as the producer, p- producer I'm part of this album is Larry Fisherman. The most average white dude you've ever like conceived in your brain. Fisherman sounds like a fake name. Yes, absolutely does. Oh, well, I guess it could be like a producer name, but yeah. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Um, but I think he does fine on this, on this album. He, he doesn't produce them all either. He produces like half the track. Yeah. Not even. Well, maybe more than that, but. Yeah. Anyways. I also liked Colors and Shapes. It was kind of a unique track. Yeah. I uh, Let's see here. So, <laughs> song about doing drugs. Yeah, um, LSD it, specifically. Right. He opens with a long, like, spoken section from a documentary from back in the 60s, 
which was very much like all about the the dangers of LSD. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they get like a minute and twenty, minute thirty of that, like from the documentary to open it, and then he gets into like this uh, slow, kind of trippy, weird beat with piano, drums, chimes, bass, uh, a little synth, kind of like picked in there. Um, energy's low, but it's supposed to be low. Um, you're supposed to be like tripping balls on this track. Um, I think it's a cool track. I don't know how much replay value it has, but it's a cool track nonetheless. Yeah, I, I would agree with the replay value. And yeah, in the song he goes, While beneath the ocean, I met with the captain who sank to the floor on his ship. All of his passengers escaped to safety, but he was not done with his trip. He looked up and smiled, asked me, how do you do? I told him I'm losing my grip. He told me, son, if you want to hold on to yourself, then let yourself slip. Yeah, weird, uh, like, it's one of those, like, if you love it, you got to let it go type deals, but not quite the same thing. Um, just super trippy. <laughs> that's all it is, really. Yeah. Uh, the next track is also interesting to me, but that's just because I'm, like, I'll, I'll fucking listen to anything with Rick Ross on it. <laughs> Rick Ross is, like, the all-time, he, oh. when he's on a, he, when he's featuring, he's either going to murder or it's going to suck. Oh, there's no, there's in, no between. in between. No in between. Uh, but I thought his feature was pretty sick on this track. Yeah. Um, he, go ahead. No, this is like, <laughs> this kind of feels like, like modern day, uh, hip hop where I feel like a lot of his beats previously were either kind of quirky or kind of simple. This feels like what you might hear if you just turned on hip hop radio today a little bit. Um, but anyways, mid high tempo flow, um, couple references to other like rap tracks throughout this he's got a couple like he steals a couple lines from worst behavior uh he name or he just like kind of drops bitch better have my money uh it's a cool track for sure he all rick ross also has a line where he says butt naked on my choppa which is a wild flex oh yeah no rick <laughs> ross don't give a fuck dude he's got some wild lyrics in his own track what a guy yeah that would be you one see- where I, I feel like he's uh, he's a rapper where i've never like sat down and listened to his stuff but like if he's on a feature i'd listen to it bangers after bangers but uh he's also like when i think of rick ross i think of the big fat dude who just like loves partying going out he's like a farmer now and he got skinny he's a farmer he's a farmer oh wow and he also, he like golfs and farms. Well, didn't he, he lied about being a, cause he was like a security officer or whatever back in the day. And he's said, he was like, I don't know if he said he was, you know, dealing or, or whatever it was. And everyone's like, no, like you were a security guard. Like <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. But it, yeah, he got, but he kind of made that. it first. And then like, and then they yeah, figured out, yeah. like, remember when they found out like 21 Savage was from Europe? <laughs> <laughs> was that not one of the all time, like, like, tw- like. M night, Sh- M. night Shyamalan plot twist. <laughs> and they're they're doing memes of him with like the hat from like the guards at the the Queens. Twitter. T- Twitter was electric that week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. The uh, the oh, who was it? The Drake diss track uh, from pu- Story of Adonis. Uh, Push, Push a T. That was another one. Like what the fuck, dude? He that was that was crazy. Dude got bodied by Pusha T. Yeah. That was a fire track, though. Oh, definitely. Anyways, back to the uh, source material here. Yeah, so back to Faces. Another track that I liked was Rain featuring Vince Staples. Yeah, I, I like good energy here. Um, cool beat with like the clean guitar notes kind of like mixed in uh, a little bit here and there. 
thick drums, uh, mid-tempo, good energy, like I said. Uh, that was a cool track, too. Vin Staples has a powerful verse. He goes, Stray bullet hit my brother in his motherfucking face. What's fate when a person don't deserve what he get? Shooting reckless at the father, almost murdered the kid, or is it karma for the shit that both his parents had did? I was like, whoa. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, Vince had good good uh, verse on this track. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I don't know. The rest of it I can give or take. Yeah, let me just scroll through here. Uh, Yeah, Grand Finale, he, he produced that track as well. I thought it was good, not great. That was cool just because, like, the guitar had center stage for, like, five seconds at the beginning. <laughs> oh, and there's a solo in that song. Like, halfway through, there's a solo. Oh, guitar that's solo. the one? I was yeah. thinking, I was like, there, there's, like, uh, there might be, like, two in his whole catalog. I think there's one on Swimming or Yeah, Circles. later on, he's got one or two. Yeah, but, no, this has a, it isn't kind of, it's not, like, a crazy solo or anything, but it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, whatever. And then he also says in grand finale, he says, I'm a bit surprised that I'm even still alive. Mixing uppers and downers, practically suicide, which is like, whoa. Yeah, a lot of drugs around this time. He gets sober a little bit later or like sober for a little while after um, this. Yeah, after this. Yeah. But a lot, a lot of drugs before this. Yeah. But yeah, so that's uh, that's faces like kind of like the last album. It's got some cool stuff, uh, but I would say more kind of nonsense yeah and actually this this is a good point to bring this up i think i don't, I don't know how do you feel about this because i when he puts out a mixtape with 25 songs and then like the albums before and after both have like 17 18 it's like honestly like if you cut out like three or four tracks it'd probably be a better end product in my opinion it's just like um uh, you lose points for 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 like, misses, bad songs. yeah yeah right like if you could just leave those off and be fine nobody would like nobody would know any better so i mean i get it where it's like oh if i record like if i record it and i think it's good i'm just gonna put it out but i don't know man i mean 17 songs is a lot when like if there's like five or six of them that are just like very forgettable this this album faces or mixtape uh i'd probably cut off seven tracks oh easily i I haven't haven't sat down and like picked them out but i could pick off seven tracks easily. easily uh but anyways uh definitely worth a listen though but if you got a, like, if you don't like a song thirty seconds in, just skip it. Just skip it. Yeah, it's a good good way to go about it. So next project is Good Morning comes out in twenty fifteen. Yeah, but I like the way he put this album. So Good is split up into like two bits with the um, the ratio in between, kind of like a clock um, or like a digital clock, and then AM uh, kind of like uppercase. It's it's pronounced on the album. Um, it's it's just cool, like cool, interesting way of like setting that up. But uh, no, this is a this is a better album, and we're getting a little bit more like um, he, he's straying away from so much like the the frat rap and getting more like bluesy, not bluesy, but like jazzy, kind of funky soul stuff here for sure. Yeah, I I think this is a really good album, and there's a lot of uh really good stuff on here for sure. Yeah, so. Uh, opens up with an intro, doors. Nothing either. It's just like slow piano kind of singing track. It's nothing special. Yeah, and I guess before we get into this, he did get sober for a little bit. I didn't really last long, but he did say when he released this album, I was in a good headspace. I haven't stayed up for two days in a row in a long time. That used to be regular for me. So he's 
at this point in his life, he's in a, a better state than yeah. the last, you know. Calm down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so the first song on here, Brand Name. Brand Name. Yeah, then this is exactly what I was talking about. This has, like, this old-school kind of jazzy R&B vibe to it. Um, really cool vocals, uh, good energy. The, he started he started doing this thing on this album where he's mixing, like, like uh, quick trap drums or, like, 808 drums with, like, the jazzy instrumentals, which is kind of cool. It's, like, a good mix. Um, smooth background vocals, too. I really like that add-in. Uh, nice lyrics. Just good good track here. I'm with you. The The jazz mix with the trap drums, is, is uh, it hits. It hits. He figured it out. It's a great mix. Yeah. And, yeah, he and this song goes, we in between heaven and hell, fucking nine to five, I'd rather end up dead or in jail, which I'm sure, like, dozens of other people have rapped before oh I but mean, yeah that's still a, a good line and then he goes sure. shooting dice with jesus christ put 20 on the midnight to everyone who sells me drug don't mix it with that bullshit i'm hoping not to join the 27 club oh the irony yeah uh but yeah no good track for sure this should have been the open for sure anyways follows that up with rush hour um this is a nice track too kind of a simple beat with chimes and like snare drums um Mid-flow tempo, mid-high energy. Uh, did I say mid-flow tempo? Mid-tempo flow. Um, like, cool wordplay here. Just good track. Yep, good beat, good flow. I don't have anything else. Follows that up with two matches featuring Absol again. Uh, kind of this, like, slow, jazzy song again. Full drums, horns, kind of smooth synth. Um, up-tempo flow from both artists here. Nice energy. The Absol verse feels a little out of place on this track. I don't know quite how to put it. It just doesn't really match the vibe. Yeah, so you know what's funny? This is actually a sequel to the song Matches that they did together on Watching Movies uh, with the Sound Off. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. And they were both uh, making references to like a life full of dreams and, and dreaming and trying to get people to say it's okay to, to make a wish for yourself. Yeah, right, right. Don't worry about burning out. Right. Next song is 100 Grandkids. Which is pretty good. I like this track a lot. There's, yeah. there's some slick wordplay on here. And the beat's kind of fire. It's like this background vocals and drums beat that makes it up. Uh, like synth up background vocals. A uh, little keyboard mixed in here and there. Um, there's some lines from uh, Bad Boys for Life, which is like a P. Diddy song. Um, good at Really good energy here. Uh, like I said, I love the flow. Just really cool track. Yeah, he's got a couple lines, which again... I've heard this in a, a several different rap songs in different words, but could sell snow to a ski slope. I could sell evil to the devil, non-believers to a temple. Shit, I could sell water to a speedboat. <laughs> it's always, I mean, that's a, that's a cool little like analogy. I like that. Yeah, it's always funny when r- rappers do something like that. It's like, you know, I could sell water to a well or... Sell me this pen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, follows that up with Time Flies featuring Lil B the Bass God. The beat on here is interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll describe it as that. Yeah, I didn't quite know how to put this into words. It's like this mid-tempo beat with like smooth hitting synth. Like the synth isn't like smooth. Like it sounds smooth, but it it like it cuts in and out. You know what I'm saying? Um, like it's not like a like it lays over the whole track. It's hitting, which is strange for a synth. But um, still simple drums, a little bit of horns kicked in. Mid-high tempo flow here. I, I, it's a good track, no doubt. Yeah, I, I actually think it's kind of catchy. Like, the beat, it ends up working out, even though it's kind of weird. 
Yeah, it's strange, but it hits. After that, one of his biggest songs, Weekend, featuring Miguel. Yeah, no, this is a cool track. Uh, a little bit more singing here, which is nice. Um, and this is some of his better work is like singing, because I feel like a lot of the tracks he sings on later in his catalog, he just maybe doesn't have the voice for it. Um, but I think he does a good job here on the on the mic, like singing. Cool, fun vibe, simple keyboard with trap drums and like whiny synth. Um, like the string instruments kind of build up through the verses. Flow is off the charts on this when he's not singing. Yeah. Off the charts. Uh just a really, really cool track. Yeah, and Miguel does justice too when he when he, he gets into it. And he gets a really nice bit at the end. Like he gets the last 30, 40 seconds, something like that, to just kind of do his bit. Really, really cool. Yeah. Uh I've been having trouble sleeping, battling these demons, wondering what's that thing that keeps me breathing. Is it money, fame, or neither? I thought that was a really cool line. Yeah, no, this is a great track. Wondering how I got this high. Fell asleep and forgot to die. God damn, I'm popping them downers and drinking them powders. Faded, get it over the counter. I'm stuck on the browser. Like, how did I make it? Like, yeah. He's just, when he gets into the flow here, it's it's sweet. Yeah, really good. Next up is Clubhouse, which is pretty much just a, a freestyle. I like this one too, though. Up tempo, full beat, like just feels full, kind of wavy synth, trap drums. Uh, flow here is phenomenal. Uh, little turntable mixing <laughs> kind of in the middle of the track, which is just fun. Uh, cool song for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, even the songs that aren't as memorable on this album are I think better than the ones on the, the previous. Yeah, album. like the deep cuts are just good here. Like this album has a ton of replay value. Agreed. Next track is in the bag. The beat on this is sick, and Mac goes pretty hard on this. I mean, this is a song about being bragging about being rich, but. Yeah, another one where I got like modern day R and B, not R and B, hip hop vibes um, from the beat, trap drums and keyboard, uh, cool flow from Mac, kind of in this like mid high tempo. The vocals are turned up, which is always a nice way to like get the energy up on track. Uh, really like this song. Do you notice too in this song specifically, and then there's also a couple others on this album where Juicy J and Schoolboy Q are doing like ad libs. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, like <laughs> Juicy J on this track, you can definitely like some of the ad libs. Like you can tell, you're like, oh, like that's Juicy J. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to give it another listen. <laughs> oh, brother, that's that's definitely like the, the product of just like fucking around in the studio. I'll be like, hey, yo, Juicy, Juicy, come here, give me something. Oh yeah, for sure. There's there's one later. Um, I'll give you another chance to to earn some money to see if you can guess who's doing the part of the song. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, the next next track is "Break the Law," the which is another sick song. Yeah, I mean, just keeps hitting, kind of mid tempo, uh, easy going beat with horns, simple drums, and like a few cool piano licks mixed in. Um, flows a little choppy, little choppy, but good vocal energy here, um, and just an overall fun vibe on this song. Yeah, the opening verse is sick, where he goes, "My head is banging like Metallica." Swallow a bottle of Advil up, then head back to my bedroom where. <laughs> 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 yeah and then it's a very sexual innuendo <laughs> <laughs> keep the kids ears clean yeah um yeah so good song the next song is uh in my opinion this is probably the most unique song on the album or at least to me it stood out the most perfect circle slash godspeed so it's kind of like two-parter yeah there's a lot here there's a lot here um Eight minute track, little over eight minutes. Um, and it's not really like the last minute and some change is kind of just an interlude. Uh, but anyways, 
slow kind of piano slash drum beat. Um, a lot of singing and like women background vocals being kicked in throughout the first half of this song, let's say. Um, about four minutes in, give or take, it speeds up a little and like the energy picks up. Uh, super clean flow. It's interesting track for sure. Um, yeah. I, the piano on this is, I love the piano in the beginning part of it. It's smooth for sure. The first part of the song is basically him saying like, like I'm going to do whatever the, whatever the hell I want. And then the second part is him kind of acknowledging like, yeah, like I've, I've messed up in the past. Yeah. And, and again, with the first part, it's kind of about his drug abuse. One of the lines, I wash these pills down with liquor and, and fall. Leave it to me. I do enough for us all. Uh, got what you need if you like breaking the law. My mother raised me a god. Yeah. And then after like the first part of the two-parter, it cuts to yeah. a voicemail from his brother. Oh, right, right, right. Um, where his brother basically just says, like, you know, hey, I'm trying to reach you. Uh, I hope you have a good holiday, good weekend, all that. Like, you know, hit me back. Um, and then the Godspeed part of the song is kind of him like acknowledging that he's messing up where he's like, but white lines be numb in them dark times. The pills that I'm popping, I need to man up. Admit it's a problem. I need to wake up before one morning. I don't wake up. You make your mistakes. Your mistakes never make you. That's so fucking crazy, dude. He like two albums in a row. He kind of sees the writing on the wall and still ends up fucking doing it. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Kinda, it, it's sad. Super sad, but let's get there when we get there. Yeah. Anyways, interesting track. Um, Definitely. I would say definitely listen here. Yeah. Definitely listen. You might not love it, but definitely listen. I could see, I, I think this is probably a love it or hate it song. I really like it, but I could see yeah. how, you, how you might not. I mean, just eight minutes is just uh, a lot. Yeah. And it's like too slow for me to be last eight minutes, I guess, is my point. Oh, see, I, for me, it's fine. Coming up next, When in Rome. Uh, another one that's got the modern hip hop feel to it with the beat. Trap drums, wacky synth. Uh, there's like, shouts in the back and so if i'm gonna make my money i'm gonna guess this is the one with the the boys kicking in uh vocals in the background uh no but what's funny about this one is max said with having like the trap beats and everything he said uh he you know when in rome do as the romans do so he was just, he wanted to murder the the trap beat good for him and he did it like he's got like a good really good energy kind of quick flow to it about this song um kind of like mixed in with the those deep vocal drops on him uh he definitely kills this beat yeah oh so i had a note in here we kind of already talked about this but this was from mac himself he said in the course of two years prior to hitting his first bottom in addiction he recorded nine albums worth of music and then not opted not to release it because he considered them all misses hey when you know you know i mean yeah that's that's just crazy to think about though he's got that much sitting in the bank right yeah uh next song a ballad question mark kind of yeah rain or shine ros uh slow i mean yeah it's got it's got ballady feel to it it's like the slow piano song with him singing a lot uh bit of like the ooh-ahing in the back kind of like slow flow quiet instrumental track um this is rainy day music 100 percent. yeah he sings for the first like minute and a half on the song yeah yeah yeah. Uh, no, I I do I like this song a lot. Uh just as like that kind of like chill vibe. Yeah, definitely definitely another one worth saving. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's a it this is a wild transition to go from Rain or Shine to Cut the Check featuring Chief Keef. Chief Keef. 
Uh, yeah, this is again more of that modern hip hop. Uh, trap drum beats. Uh, Keith brings some fucking fire on his verse. Like really good energy. Oh, I thought Keith Chief Keith's verse was trash. Oh, I loved it. No, it, but it's like such an awkward pairing with Mac Miller. It doesn't work. I don't think. It. I don't think it's a good pairing. But I think his verse on its own is like cool. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> fun fun track. I don't like it. I got I I put down most of his verse here. Let's see. Walked in the spot, ice on, lights on, blinging. Someone start a fire, cause it's fucking freezing. I'm high off life. Give me the blunt. I'ma roll it. I got hot rocks. I'ma let you hold it. I was posted with the hammer. Y'all was telling police. Now I wrestle with the racks, bitch. I'm Mick Foley. Shit made me go woo like Ric Flair. Or no, he goes. Shit made me go woo like Ric Flair. I mean Ric Flair, bitch boy. I've never been player. Yeah, I don't know. He he purposely mispronounces Ric Flair's name and then address <laughs> like that's just stupid as hell. That is kind of a gimmicky way of getting around that. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, I couldn't make this work. So. <laughs> Rick, floor, <laughs> floor, fuck him. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that's all right. Um, after that ascension, um, another kind of lower energy track, kind of this like smooth, light, easy beat to it. Uh, made up of piano and drums, lower energy, uh, mid tempo flow. Is song about getting high. Um, different vibe, but it's fine. He has a, a line in here that made me laugh. He said, I met God before I ever stepped into a church, and that motherfucker still owe me money. <sighs> Love it. Nah, but it's, it's a fine track. I don't know. Like, you're this deep into the album, it's whatever. Yeah, but he also has another line where he said, I don't know how the fuck I'm supposed to look into my parents' eyes when I'm scared to die. It's like, again, just kind of acknowledging, like, some of the... Mortality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tough. It's like it's it's like he wants to be better, but like and he knows he should should be better about the the drugs, but he just like can't can't stop. Yeah, just can't help himself. Addiction crazy. Uh, anyways, after ascension jump, uh, kind of mid high energy, quick flow. Uh, synth. Now I, I mentioned earlier about like the the synth hitting. This is the exact opposite. This synth feels like it never stops. It just like lays over the song. Um. Drums kind of kick in quick, like um, they're not quite trap drums, but it got that feel to it. I wasn't a huge fan of this track. Yeah, for him, he said it was like uh, because of the state he was in beforehand. It was like a track that like he was like, all right, like I'm gonna get out of it, and I guess in that lens, like this does this is like a higher energy. Like yeah, I'm gonna try and get out of what I'm going through, but right, yeah. And then the last song on the album is The Festival featuring Little Dragon. This song sucks. Agreed. This is easily one of his worst. Uh, it's like low-key beat, simple drums, quiet keyboard, uh, but the flow is like kind of quick with it. Uh, sim- Little Dragon sucks. The The verse from Little Dragon is terrible on this track. Um, there's this like weird, goofy interlude at the end. It's just nothing here for me. Well, so the concept of the song, that Little Dragon is supposed to be... Like a, there's supposed to be a, a metaphor for uh, the singer from Little Dragon being like God, but either way, the song just misses. Yeah, total miss. Yeah. And so that wraps up a uh, good AM. Still a really, really good album. Really good album. Uh, of the ones we're talking about today, I'll say that's probably my favorite. Fair enough. But I, yeah, I can't argue that. The next album is the Divine Feminine. Comes out in 2016. 2016. He's dating Ariana Grande. 
that that's like that's like dating a Kardashian, man. You just can't. No, it's not that's not on the same level. You don't think so? No. I think she's probably hell to date. Like miserable. I don't I don't know enough. Why why would you say that? I think she's just kind of a pain in the ass, man. Like I think she's super like high maintenance and just a like a big pain in the ass to go out with. But anyways. you don't think Mac Miller would be a pain in the ass to go out with doing drugs all the time? Yeah, but I think he's still good, like a fun hang. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he's not as hot, but still a fun hang. <laughs> Anyways, this is this is a love album. Yeah, so this is a love album. The Divine Feminine is like this. Uh, yeah, so it's this. The Divine Feminine is uh, kind of this take from a feminist. Let's say, like, I don't know quite how to put it, but it's like a feminist thought experiment where, like, God in most religions is portrayed as male. And so there's this idea of the divine feminine, which is God's counterpart, whatever religion you believe in, um, that's also female. Um, and that's not like a super unique concept when you look back at older religions like uh, Roman and Greek mythology necessarily. But even in those like the the top God, you know, Zeus or whatever, male as well. Um, so an interesting pick there. But this this whole album is just about like um Kind of like him dealing with relationships, but also just relationships in general, like the the struggles of modern day relationships um, and the good parts, the good parts and the bad parts of modern day relationships. Um, very, very different from some of his older stuff. The The turn is completed. Yeah. And there's a lot of like love songs on this album, some of which are good, some of which are all right. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of everything. here. This album opens with Congratulations featuring Vital, which is a love ballad it's it you know what's funny this was his second most popular song right now on spotify which i was was kind of surprised at wow he's got a lot of other songs and that's like i i like this track i don't think it's that good no it's it's a good song i i'm I'm in agreement though where i'm like maybe it was in like um tiktok or a movie or something where it like kind of blew up recently but it's not even nearly my favorite album or my favorite song in this album no not mine either I mean, again, it's it's a good song. It's it's a nice love song. Yeah, so he's got like this kind of quiet piano track under it, um, mid tempo flow. Uh, there's really not too much to it, like musically. Um, the whole song is just kind of like about trying to get himself right. Um, it's nice, like his singing. The singing he does on this track is kind of sweet too. Uh, so it's just kind of a sweet track. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely one worth listening to off the album. The next track is Dang featuring Anderson Pack. Yeah, and I think this is my favorite song off this album. Uh super groovy jazz vibe. And it's anytime and, you get Anderson Pack on a track, you're gonna get uh that kind of vibe for sure. And you know what like that might be a guy that I gotta get like interested in because I've listened to him. I've always been like, Yeah, this song kinda it's kinda fire. But I've never sat down and been like, All right, I'm just gonna check out Anderson Pack. <laughs> um But what's interesting to me is uh I think well He's done this a few times now, or I think it was like Schoolboy Q, Lil B, and now Anderson Pack, and I'm probably forgetting somebody else. We're all in that uh, 2011 XXL. Oh, true. With Matt, which is kind of cool. That, that actually is really cool. Um. Anyways, but yeah, super cruise, groovy jazz vibe to it. Uh, kind of like simple keyboards and snacks, snaps mixed in with some bass. Um, Pack's vocals on this are so like easy breezy smooth. It's just divine listening. Agreed. So he does the chorus and he goes, I can't keep on losing you over complications. Gone too soon. Wait, we was just hanging. I can't seem to hold on to dang the people that know me best. The key that I won't forget too soon. I can't keep on losing you. 
so Anderson Pack wrote this for people in his life that had like passed away. And when Mac heard it, he, he was like, "Oh, this is dope. Do you mind if I turn it into a love song?" <laughs> I like I like that track you got there, boss. Mind if I take it? But it I mean it this it definitely plays. No, for this sure, is, for sure. This is a good song, for sure. And Pack does a really really good job of like keeping his energy in the range that it should be. Like it would be really easy when he hits dang to like get a little too high. He keeps it perfectly in level with the rest of the track. It's kind of this like underrated like dang. <laughs> yeah, no, another another cool love song. Very very funky. Love this song. Yeah. The next song, Stay. It's another kind of jazzy, a little bit jazzy. Yeah, I think the next couple, um, just kind of like whatever, they're all right. Um, this this is song stay, soft jazz, kind of like horns and trap drums mixed in though. Um, bit of synth, kind of they got like uh, female vocals kind of matching up with Mac here. Um, another mix where he's doing the singing and the rapping. It's all right. Yeah, this this one and the next one are both all right for me. So stay is about wanting someone you're fighting with to stay, obviously, and then. Skin, the next song, is just a sex song. Yeah, and that's a little bit more singing than rapping, too. That's a, a bit more sensual, I'll say. Um, and you get, like, more of the back and forth instead of the matched up with the, the female vocal on Skin. Um, but, yeah, just whatever. Yeah. Cinderella is the next track featuring Ty Dollar Sign. Blah. Cinderella is the next track featuring Ty Dollar Sign. This is a good good track. I was shocked Ty Dollar Sign could get into this range. Like, yeah, yeah, he did, he did, he did justice on this track. I, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Ty Dolla Sign, but I know a few tracks, and like the songs I do know with him, I would have never expected him to be able to come down into this range and still kill it. Like his vocal on this is so sweet, dude. Um, so this song, like mid high tempo flow, kind of mid tempo beat, uh, beats all like quick click, quick clicks, and trap drums with like simple guitar, kind of acoustic guitar notes mixed in, um. This is another one that's got the solo on it, little guitar solo on it. Um, like I said, Ty Allison, he's got his own verse, and he does like a lot of the the background vocals or like the chorus stuff. Really cool. Yeah. So this song is about Ariana Grande, and uh, Mac Mac does a good job with his vocals too. Um, he's go- he goes, okay, your legs just like a store, they open up, and you got people in line. Been there every night for weeks at a time. You and my dreams, that's why I sleep all the time. Just to hear you say I love you, just to touch you, just to leave you behind. Is that a compliment? Is that, is that really a compliment? That's kind of like a, a side-handed compliment. Uh, yeah, true. A little, yeah. little side-handed. A little, little uh, maybe don't say that about your girlfriend type deal. Uh, you got guys lined up. I mean, in the next. I, I get the point. And then it could be taken a different way. In the next verse, he literally says, "You started getting crazy. Told me fuck you like a whore. I thought you was an angel. Now you're yelling to the Lord." <laughs> so if you thought he wasn't, all right. Well, if you thought he mind. wasn't gonna get personal or anything. I mean, yeah. Here we are. <laughs> oh fucking hell. Anyways, good track. Definitely listen to that one. Yeah. Follows that up with Planet Goddamn featuring. You try it first. Njomza. Njomza, 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 Nganu, Njomza. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, uh, this is a cool track too. It's kind of like uh, it's got this old school R and B vibe to it again. I think Njomza does or Jomza, 
uh, does a really good job with like the chorus singing on this track. Mo- Moody Mo Moze Mo 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 Moze Moto Mo 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 Moody. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, smooth and light listen here. Um, the music's pretty tuned down. It's like quiet keyboard and the occasional horn. Um, the flow isn't great on this track though. I think she does a good job. His flow is not great on this track. Yeah, kind of. This this is one of my least favorite off the album. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. There's not that many here, so I'm not going to fight. Yeah. The next song, I think the best part was Robin Williams doing the intro from Goodwill Hunting. Oh, dude, that mu- that movie hits every time. Uh, anytime that's on TV. I, I watched watch it for the first time within the last year. Really? Yeah. It was really good. Tearjerker, man. 100%. Nothing, nothing like that scene where that the construction site and Ben Stiller's like. Ben Affleck. You know or Ben Affleck just dreaming about the day he won't be at the door. A fantastic scene. Yeah. No, I was I was choking up on the Delta flight. <laughs> I was watching it. <laughs> uh, imagine the person next to you. I got this old bald dude sitting next to me crying, watching uh, <laughs> watching Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, so this opens the the song opens with probably a good minute of Robin Williams talking to Will in Goodwill Hunting. Um. And then it cracks in with like this wavy synth over it, soft drums, hits a keyboard, um, more singing than usual on this track. Not a lot of rapping on this track. Uh, musically, not one of my favorites either. Uh, but I, I love the little sample at the end. Yeah, the the sample is the best part for me. Uh, next track is "We" featuring CeeLo Green. CeeLo Green, what a what a flash in the pan, CeeLo Green. He he turned that happy song into the voice, and now he's nobody again. I mean, hey, he made his millions. He made his million. He's got a couple bangers. Yeah. Anyways, uh, soft and slow here. Quiet drums, quiet bass, kind of low-level energy singing and rapping from Mac. Um, CeeLo's verse is pretty, like, cool little R&B verse from CeeLo at the end. Really, like, sweet sound to it. Um, it's a good track. Yeah, I really like the feature from CeeLo Green. Yeah, no, it's perfect. And uh, yeah, I mean, Mac Mac does a good job. He's got some emotional lyrics and shows a softer side of himself. So I think it, I think it plays. I just don't love when like like his singing sometimes when it gets into the lower energy songs. His singing is almost just like talking, but it's, it could also be rapping. But like it doesn't really like meet any of the criteria for one of them by itself. It's just it's odd. Yeah, I, it is odd. I like it a lot on some tracks, and then other tracks it's just all right for me. I just like I just wish he would give it a little bit more energy and just like sing, just sing. Don't don't worry about the rapping, just sing. Fair, it would be okay. I just I, th- I think he, I that, think he does do that more on on circles. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyways, yeah, next song, my favorite part with Ariana Grande, the little duet about you know your favorite part of being with someone else. It's it's a good song. It's a cool song too. Fun, like, clap-along clap vibe. The beat's made up of piano and claps. Smooth, jazzy feel to it. Uh, like, it's a happy but also an easy-going vibe um, until Ariana Grande comes on the track later in the track, and she does what she does. Her voice is phenomenal. Um, she brings the energy, and so it, it strays a little bit from the la- the rest of the song. But, like, it, it doesn't – it adds a lot to the song anyhow. It's a really cool track. Yeah, this is a, a good radio track for sure. Oh, for sure. This is super poppy. And then last but certainly not least is God is Fair, Sexy Nasty, Sexy Nasty featuring Kendrick Lamar. 
Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, okay. So I've I've got a couple of things I want to talk about on this song. The first thing, hiring Kendrick to just come in and do the hook without a verse should be illegal. That should be a, you should go to jail for that because Kendrick always puts down fire features and having him come in and just do the hook, it just feels like it's it's doing an injustice to to Kendrick Lamar and rap in general. However, it totally plays on this song. Kendrick he kills, kills it. it. He kills it. I love the bit he does and he does it a lot on his own tracks where he'll sing like kind of in a slower pace or like rap at a slower pace and he gets the deep vocal behind him kind of like echoing him or like maybe even like uh critiquing something like going on. I he does that a lot and I love it. Um so he does that a little bit on this track. Uh Mac on this track is good. Just as good like I don't know, but it, it this is like an 8 minute track. Um, the beat's not that crazy. It's just simple drums and guitar. Um, like I said, Mac is, I, I, like, I don't, he doesn't stand out on this. Track. Oh, really? I, I really, I thought he had a really good flow on this track. Yeah. I just didn't hit for me, but this track's also eight minutes long. Well, yeah, Another but there, one. it's eight minutes long, but there's like two and a half minutes, three minutes of spoken word at the end. Yeah. So the last two and a half, three minutes is a, an old woman talking about like when she fell in love and yeah. like, her story of falling in love. Yeah. And uh, so. It's so this is one of the uh, exceptions where usually if there's like a two or three minute like outro at the end of a song, I'm like, like, come on. Like, yeah. However, I do like the song so much that I will listen to it. And then when it gets to spoken word, then I skip it. Speaking of that, Kendrick's got a few tracks like that that I almost never skip the end either way. Oh, I I has like a four minute interlude at the end. It's just like Kendrick preaching. Yeah, and Mortal Man too on To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah, yeah, he's got a couple. But yeah, uh, Kendrick absolutely destroys the chorus on this song. Yeah, he's smooth with it. He doesn't go crazy. He's just really smooth with it. Like I said, I think the 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 deep echo behind him is a great little add on there. He kills this track. Yeah, and Mac he has a couple verses. Just he's just kind of talking about you know wanting to wanting to have sex. Uh, all I really want to do is procreate. I'm Superman, you'll be my lowest lane. No, you late for work, you staying home today. We're going to keep on going till our bones both break. It's the grown folk way. God likes to fuck. <laughs> but Simple as that. Yeah, this is, in terms of Kendrick just coming in and doing a hook, this is this is it. This is the, the piece. This is it. This might be the only one. I, I would be curious about that. I can't think of any other. Well, he does others where he does the hook. Like He's got a couple features with the game where he does a hook, but then he also raps a verse. And yeah. Then, so it's like, oh, it's okay. like Because he, he, he'll do the. He did yeah, a verse. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what a feature is. Right. It's a weird feature, but it's cool. Yeah. Good good way to close out the album. Divine Feminine, uh it's just it's not quite what the next album is. Like I think the next album musically is a lot more like better it's better composed. Um I think Circles is too, actually. Um But it it's a cool like it's cool for Mac doing something like this. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah, it's cool to see the, the range for sure. Yeah. So uh, the last album when he was alive was Swimming, which came out in 2018. 2018, Swimming. Uh, so like I said, this album is firmly planted in his like jazzy, funky feel to it. Uh, the old school Mac is kind of gone. There's not much of that left here. Um, but... That funky jazz feel is phenomenal. His voice on a few tracks here matches up perfectly with it. And for anybody who's seen like the tiny desk he did right after this yep, album came yep. out, it's it's awesome. 
It's only three tracks. He only does three tracks off this album at the Tiny Desk, like NPR concert. It's so fun. Yeah, he cool. does. I think he does Good News, Small World. Or no, Self Care, nope. Small World. And then. He does. Nope. He does What's the Use, Small Worlds, and 2009. Oh, damn. Well, at least I got one of them right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cool. Yeah. So this album, album opens with Come Back to Earth, which is kind of like this introspective, like singing that he's doing. Yeah. Another, like, quiet piano track, lower energy. Um, it's not for me, but sure. Yeah, and he uses the metaphor for swimming as like, you know, going through things, getting out of things, but still not being like out of the water. Like, right, right. And in this song, he goes, "And I was drowning, but now I'm swimming," which I think is probably like the perfect metaphor for this whole album. Yeah, and it's interesting too, because like now you got me thinking about it. The album cover is him kind of like leaned up against a door. Um, it looks like he like might be high as balls, like acting that way you know but he's got his eyes closed leaned up against a door and in like a white background and so that might be something too where it's like the swimming is also like part of the drug it's the drug thing as well gotcha anyways um yeah so whatever come back and then he, he also has a line in the song where he goes yeah oh the things i do to spend a little time in hell and what i won't tell you i'll probably never even tell myself which is I th- I found that to be pretty powerful. Introspective for sure. Yeah. So second track on this album is Hurt Feelings, which is uh decent. Not not one of my favorites. Yeah, just all right. Uh, kind of this like mid tempo, sad ish song, low energy. Um but the keyboard here is sick. Whoever's on keyboard on this song kills it. Um it's fine track. Yeah. But then but then it gets in to the perfect blend of jazz and Mac Miller. What's the use? The bass line here is incredible. It's so thick and funky. I fucking love this track. Uh, he's got a full jazz band on this track. Uh, super funky, like I said. The drums are hitting really, like, just thick and fun. Um, his flow is super clean, super quick over this, like, kind of mid-tempo beat. Uh, this this song. If you're gonna check out one song from this album, this would be my my pick. Agreed. Yeah, his flow is crazy. He goes, "Okay, we're colder than the breeze, but the breeze ain't flowing like me, motherfucker. Hold up." This yeah, is, no, I, I'll give you five dollars if you can guess who's doing the background vocals on the chorus and then the outro. Chorus and the outro. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say. Schoolboy. Uh, it starts with S, but no, not Schoolboy. I don't know. Noop Dog. Oh, oh that's right. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. That's pretty funny. I read it, and then I was like, what? And I went back and listened to it, and I was like, okay, I guess I can kind of hear it a little bit. Yeah, that's fire. But yeah, the chorus in the song is fire, too. And he's like, you can love it, or you can leave it, and they ain't saying nothing without it. And then it, like, the song kicks in again. And so this is what I was talking about with his singing. Like, his singing on the chorus is so, like, cool and sweet and like he kills it it's great energy i love like he does a great job on the mic on this song this might be this might be a singular best track on the mic i i can't this is one of my favorite mac miller songs i can't even argue that yeah no you doubt. can make you can make a case for it all right that's i mean <laughs> that's all i really got about this track but yeah it's, it's cool so next up is perfecto which kind of just a song about relationships um uh, Ariana Grande, drugs, this, that, or the other. Yeah, and so at this point, they've broken up. 
Uh, they broke up in like April or May or something in 2018, and then this album comes out in like August. So, anyways, uh, kind of slower tempo, tempo, high tune keyboard, soft drums. Uh, singing on the chorus is sweet again. Uh, flows super clean. Nice wordplay on this song. It's good. Yeah, and he goes back to the metaphor of I'm treading water. I swear that if I drown, I don't care. They call him for me from the shore. I need more. So going back to that metaphor again. Yeah, no, that's a cool track. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, up next is Self Care, which is, in terms of streams, this was the most popular song off the album. It has over a billion streams. Yeah, I could see that. This one has a bit more of that, like, modern hip-hop beat vibe to it. Uh, so I could see that for sure. Um, but his he still, like, sing-songing a little bit throughout this track. Uh, kind of mid-tempo, prominent synth with soft drums on the beat. Um, energy kind of, like, picks up from low to mid throughout the track not bad so in the music video for this song max buried in like a a pine box okay. and then in the casket he lights a cigarette despite having no source of oxygen, no oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's cool. you're saying like i'm confident i'll overcome yeah. this no matter what just right fuck it kind of a, a cool way to to go about saying that <laughs> um but yeah let me see Let's go back to my crib and play some 45s. It's safe in there. I know there's still a war outside. We spend our nights all liquored up, our morning's high. Can you feel it now? Nice. Yeah, that's a good, good little line yeah. there. Follows that up with Wings. Uh, song's all right. Simple beat, kind of kick drum, drum heavy. A uh, little keyboard mixed in. More of that rap talking kind of throughout this track, but it, like in a more mid-energy level than kind of that low energy. Um I think this is where we diverge because I really, I really like this song. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's still a couple tracks on this album I like. Yeah, but uh, eh, whatever. Yeah, I like, I like when he's he's singing. He's like, I put some money on forever, but hey, I don't like to gamble on the weather. It's always catchy. Yeah, I got nothing else there. Uh, ladders, good vibes, kind of like this jazzy feel again. Smooth horns, clean poppy, like poppy drums. Um, the vocals do a really good job of like keeping the beat on time or maybe the beat the, for the vocals but like they're really really well synced up here Um, I like this track I like this track more than the last track I do too this, this yeah. is cool ladders is like a metaphor for life it's like the higher you climb you know the, the better you're doing but then it's also it's a it's a uh farther fall if you're you know if you like right, the ladder right. yeah uh, yeah some of the lyrics are pretty cool too I've been in this shit so long that it don't smell. I turned the hotel to a castle, living like a king for a grand. I don't do nothing. That's a hassle. Besides, even that castle made of sand. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, again, I like the, I love the jazz. Love the jazz. He does a great job bringing that in here and like mixing it up a little bit. He, these last three albums, he does. That's a really cool add on he brings. Yeah. Uh, so after this, another NPR tiny desk track, small worlds. Kind of this like soft, funky track, sick flow, um, beats all. Well, I won't even really call this one a beat. This is just full band again. They got the smooth guitar, clean, popping off, like the bass is popping off the page again. Uh, soft drums. I got Rainy Day vibes as well. Good track. Do you want to guess which of the artists we've covered on this podcast has covered this song? Small Worlds. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Dave Grohl. I wouldn't put it past Matt Mason, Dreamers, 
Come on, there's an obvious answer here. No. John Mayer. Chat. <laughs> no, he did it. It's pain tribute, man. Yeah, no, he's fucked. <laughs> Loser. Hater. Um uh, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh no, I, I do really like this track though. Yeah. The last or sorry, the next two tracks are <laughs> both just kind of average for me. I don't really have anything on either of them. Yeah, I didn't think either of these tracks really stood out. Uh first one's conversation. Um they, they got this like weird distorted keyboard bit throughout here. Um tossed in some horns, drums. Um I thought it was just pretty simple. The song after that, Dunno. Um simple keyboard beat with like soft drums and trippy synth. Low energy, slow flow, didn't stand out at all. No. Just I'm, I'm kind of with you there. But I do really like Jet Fuel. Yeah, I think the next three tracks I'm really cool with, honestly, um, to close out this album. So Jet Fuel, like full sound here, soft like guitar mixed in with drums, keyboard popped in here and out, here and there, um, middle of the pack energy, kind of mid tempo flow, but really smooth. Like he's just real smooth with it on the mic here. Um, then there's this like weird auto like heavy auto tune section at the end that doesn't really like make any sense. But it's fun anyways. Uh it's just a nice easy listen. The opening for this song sounds like like the score for like a Disney like princess movie. Yeah, I could hear that for sure. For sure. But yeah. Definitely uh definitely standout one for sure. And then the next one, two thousand nine, I really, really like this song. Yeah, this is more of the same kind of uh strings, oh, piano. I'm sorry. This two thousand nine is the one that I meant to make the Disney movie comment about. I know. <laughs> what do we do about that? What happens when we do this on a Monday? Yeah. Well, get used to it. There's going to be a few more no, coming I know, up here. I know. Uh-huh. Anyway, so 2009 standout track. The beginning of the track sounds like the score for Disney Prisoners movie. Yes, yeah, so this is the one. Strings, piano, soft drums, kind of like more singing than rapping here. Um, still in like good minute energy. Uh, yeah, this is a cool track. Yeah, so 2009 is the year before kids came out, so that's kind of where where that comes from. And yeah, he's just talking about the lessons he learned like along the journey of of uh you know becoming famous and right yeah. right. And closes out with so it goes. Um, and there's not much to this song. Uh, simple music, kind of keyboard and quiet drum, trippy synth bits kicked in. Um, what I don't like about the song again, flow is like not. It's not cohesive at all. It's pretty choppy throughout. Um, but it's still, this is like a good way to let this one down. Yeah, not one of my favorites, but a decent way to close out the album. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. So that wraps up Swimming. Yeah, so Mac Miller passes away shortly after this album comes out. I think he passed away in September of 18. And you said this album came out in August of 18? August of 18. So then he, he passes away about a month later. Right. So he got uh, some cocaine laced with fentanyl and unfortunately passed away. As we mentioned on the last episode, they had a nice candlelight vigil at Blue Slide Park. Uh, thousands of fans and everything. And, you know, sad to see another one go so early. Well, and what's kind of extra sad about it, too, at least to me. So in 2013, the mayor of Pittsburgh gives him the key to the city and they declare Mac Miller Day in Pittsburgh. It's September 20th. Two weeks, two weeks before Mac Miller Day. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, especially like this is another one where like obviously like doing drugs is detrimental to your health. It just is what it is. Um, getting laced, whatever, which is just a shit break. Yeah. So, 
So Circles was released, obviously, after his death in 2020. And oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, this is another one where I've, t- I've talked about it, where I don't love when uh, the estates of artists put out music after their death. But I had an idea of how to fix this in my head, at least. Because my I guess my big problem with it is that the estates of artists have this collection of a dead artist. And to me, it feels like when they do that, they're honoring the dead, but also like making a shit ton of money off the dead, too. And so I don't I don't know of any estates that do this, but I would feel a lot better knowing if an estate like the estate of Mac Miller used the proceeds, like all of the proceeds from circles to like fund like clean drug initiatives Mm. or something, you know? something along those lines or like like in the case of lincoln park if if they use the proceeds from this 20th edition album of meteora towards like suicide awareness mm. something like that i can get behind that i like that i'd feel a lot better i would feel a lot better about these projects if that was like a prominent piece of okay it. but no that's a good idea but i will say in terms of albums that are released after an artist's death i think this is one of the most masterfully done it's, yeah, and it, it, a lot of critical acclaim for this album. Well, okay, yeah, and it, it's from start to finish, like, as an album, it flows well. The tracks fit together, the, the order of the tracks fit together, the vibe of the overall album, it's it's rather consistent, right? Yeah. And obviously when Mac Miller passed away, like, he's got hundreds of songs. Obviously he was probably working on this stuff before he, he passed. But for as much as he probably had for them to construct this album and, and do it, do it as good as they did i think is uh very very well done yeah no i agree for sure and he had been working on this album all 2018 basically um so they had a lot of stuff from him already um and then obviously just had to edit the rest and put it together so it's cool that they were able to do this yeah and this this album as a whole is very very relaxing to me super chill vibes i almost get like a soft rock like feel on this whole album yeah it's definitely like you you might have to be in like a certain mood to kind of listen to it from start to finish, but if you are in that mood, it it hits. It hits for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could definitely just turn this on if you're like working. Uh, you could turn this on if you're smoking pot. Um, <laughs> like, there's not a ton of energy in any of these tracks, but there's a lot of cool things about them. I'll say. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And it opens with the self-titled track "Circles." And I hate this opener. Really? I hate this opener. It's just this like super simple keyboard track. Um, low energy, kind of slow. I hate the opener. Well, so part of it, it's kind of, he's talking about being like directionless in life. And the title refers to part of the last verse on So It Goes from Swimming. So I think, uh, I think yeah. that's probably why they did it. But I, it, is very, it, is, it is very soft. Yeah, and I think there was a concept or an idea for these two albums to kind of be like brother-sister albums where they were going to play off each other a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Because at the end of the verse, he goes, and I cannot be changed. I cannot be changed. No, trust me, I've tried. I just end up right at the start right at the start of the line, drawn circles. So Yeah, no, for sure. Next up is Complicated. Yeah, and this is a little bit more into it. Um, little keyboard, little guitar. Uh, not much more energy from Mac on the mic here, but it's a little bit more pleasing to me at least. Uh, and it's going to be tough. This this album's fairly homogenous as well. Um, there's some keyboard tracks, there's some guitar tracks, there's some mixes, and that's about it. Um, so I'll just say this is kind of... 
it, it's audibly pleasing. Let me put it that way. Very audibly pleasing. And he's just kind of singing about, you know, how life is hard. He, he's singing, inside my head is getting pretty cluttered. I try but can't clean up this mess I made. Before I start to think about the future, first, can I please get through a day? So, right. Which right. I think is very relatable to a lot of people. Uh, next up is Blue World, one of the standout tracks, I would say. Yeah, and I love the sample on this. It's like this old kind of folky rock song. Um, the guy's voice on this is phenomenal. I forget who it is, but the four uh, freshmen. Yeah, they do a great. It's a great sample for this track. Brings a little bit more positive vibe to it. Um, cool, like guitar mixed in with Max singing, um, and then the sample kind of mixed in throughout. Um, another fun track off this, or not another fun track. But let's say like another cool track off this album. Yeah. So. Uh, Guy Lawrence, I guess, was the producer for this, and he said he ended up getting together with with Mac when he was in Los Angeles one day, um, you know, trying to work on a song together. And let's see, let me fast forward through some of these. He he ended up playing the beat for Blue World, and Mac fell in love with that one. He started rapping on it, kind of making up the lyrics as he was going. Um, and he said it was cool, like the his family ended up coming to him, and they heard the song, and they're like. Oh, this is this is really cool. Like we want to have this on the project. And he was like, he the producer said himself, he's like, Oh man, I thought this was one of those tracks that you make that's like gold and then it just goes kind of to waste. Yeah. So it was cool that, you know, the family came and heard it and they're like, Oh, this is really good. We gotta put this on the project. Yeah, it's fire. Is my mic going? Can you hear me in your your headset? Yeah. Okay. You're not- All right. No, I just it was a little quieter. I don't know what's oh. anyways. Um nothing changed. It's gotcha. Something I noticed there. Um, the song after that is do good news. And I actually love this track. This might be my favorite track off this album. Yeah. Like, it's just super like fun, acoustic track. This is a fun, acoustic track. Uh, Mac does great work on the vocal on the mic here. Um, kind of singing his way through it. Uh, I just, uh, of the tracks on this album. I love this one. Yeah. One of my favorite Mac Miller lines. I spent the whole day in my head, do a little spring cleaning. I just, uh, Oh, yeah. I get it. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> and then he also, in the song, he goes, oh, I hate the feeling when you're high, but you're underneath the ceiling. Got the cards in my hand. I hate dealing. Yeah. Just, wow. Yeah. Super, again, him going through stuff. He does a masterful job on the vocals on this. And just like you said, it's just a nice little acoustic. It's a little fun acoustic track. That's all there is to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, song after that, I Can See. And I didn't love this song. Um, it's fine. It's not bad. It's not that great. Uh, this is more like a keyboard track. Um, still soft and slow. It's whatever. Yeah. Some people said that even though it's unconfirmed and uncredited, some people think that some of the background vocals belong to Ariana Grande in the chorus. That'd be cool. I mean, it's not like totally out of the realm of possibility considering he had been working on this since the beginning of 2018. Yeah. Maybe. So... It wouldn't shock me. That'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next song is one of my favorites off the album, Everybody. Yeah, this is a cool one, too. A little mix of both here. Um, again, really good work on the vocal. Um, just smooth listening. Yeah, this was inspired by a, uh, Arthur Lee's single from 1972, Everybody's Gotta Live. So I don't know if he got a uh, writing credit on that, but it's an inspired cover of, of that. Inspired yeah. cover, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is just probably one of the catchiest songs off the album. Yeah, no, I can see that for sure. The chorus is super catchy. Yeah. Anyhow, follows that up with Woods. Um, I kind of like the vibe here. I don't know, something fun. Uh, 
not I think I keep saying fun, but easy going guitar track. Um just smooth with it. Nothing crazy. Yeah. I mean the so like the phrase out of the woods like implies that the worst something's over, but like the best is yet to come. Yeah. And in this song he's kind of he's kind of singing like in like a very like somber, sad kind of tone. And he's like Things like this just ain't built to last. I might just fade like those before me. When will you forget my past? Got questions asked. You know the stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little, I mean, this whole album is introspective, but yeah, introspective for sure there. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely one worth checking out. Hand-me-downs, uh, a little bit more up-tempo, a little bit more up-tempo. Uh, guitar and keyboard track here. Um, backup vocals do a great job of like bringing through this chorus. Um, yeah, this is the only song with guest guest vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Um, his like kind of easygoing flow on this song is cool. Uh, just a really good deep cut off this album. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next one is just all right for me. That's on me. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the rest of the album for me, honestly. <laughs> um, that's on me is just uh smooth, uh kind of quiet, kind of forgettable. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with that. The next one is Hands, which is like the only what I would call more like traditional rap song. Yeah, he's got a little bit more of that in here. Like the flow is is more flowy than the rest of the album for sure. But with this song, it almost feels like this would be the one song I would say where if Mac had some final say, like he would be like, oh, this is like incomplete. Like this isn't going to make the album like it needs it needs more. It needs to be rehashed or whatever. Like something. This one feels like the only incomplete song on the album for me. Yeah, I could see that, or like maybe it just doesn't even fit on this album. I don't know, uh, but it's definitely there's something different about this track than the rest for sure. Yeah, the next song is "Surf," which I I, I kind of like. Yeah, I like the vibe here. Um, just kind of like soft, thoughtful, uh, easygoing vibe here. A uh, little bit of guitar, a little bit of keyboard, nothing crazy. It's a good track. Yeah. I know we try, and the days they go by. Until we get old, there's water in the flowers, let's grow. People, they lie, but hey, so do I. Until it gets old, there's water in the flowers, let's grow. Yeah, yeah. Once a day after that, I really don't have anything here. It's just whatever. Yeah, it's, uh. I mean, he goes, but everybody keep rushing. Why aren't we taking our time? Every now and again, baby, I get high. Kind of like, I don't know. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I could give or take this track. Honestly, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, this last or not last track. This next track though, right? Uh, cool vibe here or not? Not. It's a cool track because like. This is him being very, very introspective on this track. Very vulnerable. Um, yeah. Very vulnerable. This is a bonus track, but this I see. I like this song more than two or three of the songs that were on the album. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and it's definitely one of like. From what I'm looking at at Apple, this is one of the hits off this bonus album, so makes sense. Yeah, and, and he's kind of like sending a message to someone that was once in his life, saying like, "Hey, like I still want you in my life," and he's kind of like reminiscing at the same time. Yeah, he, he says, "But I saw your picture on the wall the other day. Too much distance, too much space. You need to come back home or run along." Yeah, I'm waiting for the light to change. You asked me how I've been. Well, I'm good. I can't complain. Times get harder. Things get strained. All I know, I don't want you gone. No, that's pretty cool. And then it closes out the bonus with floating, uh, which is kind of this trippy, druggy kind of track. Um, it's whatever. I kind of like that one too more than more than um, maybe that's on me or hands. 
Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm not again. I'm not gonna fight you on it. Uh, it's just kind of in the same vibe as the rest of the album to me. Um, give or take. Yeah. Just whatever. Um. So anyway, so that closes up circles. Um. Cool, cool way to close out his catalog. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, cool. You want to get into albums, songs, openers, closers? Yeah, we're gonna start with. Oh, let's do albums. I feel like we always do albums. This this was yeah, albums was kind of hard for me. Albums, mixtapes. Yeah. So from worst to first here, I've got I love life. Thank you. And actually, let me just say, the way I ranked these was I counted the amount of songs I saved versus the number of songs on the album. And then I gotcha. did like a comma and then the amount of bangers that I, <laughs> or what uh, I classify as like okay. a banger. So yeah, yeah, I Love Life, Thank You, then Faces, then Blue Slide Park, then Best Day Ever, then Macadelic, then Divine Feminine, then Swimming, Watching Movies with the Sound Off, Good Morning. And then for the last two, this was really tough. Uh, but I ended up going with kids and then circles Cir- circles hmm. for me. And I, I think the reason circles is number one for me is this is like kind of when I got into Mac Miller. Yeah. Like God is fair was like probably the first Mac Miller song that I'd really heard like over and over again and, and saved. Yeah. And then from there I like started listening to like swimming in circles. So I kind of started off with this as opposed to, I know for a lot of people that start off with kids, that's probably like their number one, which for I sure. totally get. Yeah. And I definitely come more from the other end of that spectrum, so you'll see that a little bit more here. Um, Eleven to one. Start with watching movies with the sound off. Oh, um, yeah. And then I'm gonna switch it. No, no, I'll just leave it. Faces, the Divine Feminine, uh, then Blue Slide Park, Circles, then Swimming. Uh, I love life. Thank you. Then Macadelic. Good A.M. Then Kids. And top is best day ever. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. No, I mean, I I could switch up the top two probably. Uh, no problem. I think Good AM sits at a solid third. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I think Mac Miller is one of those artists where you can just, you know, you could interchange. Yeah. depends on the day. Yeah, depends on the mood you're in too. For sure. All right, songs top t- or top ten songs. Yeah. So. This is the twentieth episode of this podcast. We've done fifteen artists. We've done a couple two parters, a couple grab bags. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is the hardest top ten list I've had to make. Because there's there's like the party songs, there's like the singing songs, there's like the introspective song, there's the relationship songs. Like it's a lot to choose from in, in the top ten. And I had a, a good list of like twenty five songs where I was like, shoot. Yeah, I, I know I screwed up a couple of these, but we're just gonna run with it because it'll change tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, so from 10 to 1 here, at 10 I had Perfect Circle slash Godspeed, then Love Lost, then Weekend, Right, Good News, What's the Use, Objects in the Mirror, Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza, Wake Up, and then for number 1, I put it as number 1 because this is a song that got me into Mac Miller, God is Fair, Sexy Nasty. Nice. No, I can dig that. That's cool. And I think I'm going to end up in the same boat, actually, where this song got me into Mac Miller, so... My 10 to 1 here starts off with 100 grandkids, then play cards, boom bap rap, the spins, dang, weekend, Donald Trump, what's the use, party on Fifth Ave, and knock knock as my top song for Mac Miller. Nice. That's, it's so fun. This is like probably the most diversity we've had in, in our list. 
Yeah, usually we're like in the same ballpark. We are in completely separate stratospheres right well, now. Well, you know what's funny? So I looked at the top five songs on Spotify, and I only have one from the top five songs in my top ten. And we, we're usually like close. Yeah, in in all the artists we've done before, like you know, if you do like Lincoln Park, like in the end is obviously going to be in your top couple songs. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, real quick, let me just rattle off the next ten that I had. So like these were ones that I had to cut from my top ten that I wanted in there, but. Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza, The Question, Brick Park Market, Knock Knock, Keep Floating, Everybody, Woods, Thoughts from a Balcony, Outside, and Donald Trump. I like it. I dig it. Um, all right. Let's go to albums and then close her out. Concert set list? Yeah. Yeah. Concert set list. My bad. You want to go first? Sure. All right. all right. I'm opening with a banger. We need something to get the crowd on their feet here. Donald Trump to start. <laughs> Donald Trump to start. Uh. And then on the encore, we're going to start with What's the Use, kick it to Party on Fifth Ave as the second track, and then Weekend to close it out. Damn, I like that. Yeah, so for opener, I had Knock Knock. I think that's one where the beat kind of kicks off. and everyone. I was thinking yeah. about it. I thought about it. And then for the encore, I'm going to go What's the Use, and then Nike's on my feet. And then close it out. I also had weekend. I yeah, think that's oh, like I love a fun, it. Like it's weird because like you don't have the feature with you at the concert. Like that's always a little. But weird. you can let when you let the feature play. That's when you'd be like, "Thanks for coming out." Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's a great finish. Yeah. All right, guys. So that's it for Mac Miller this week and last week. Um, we got Greta Van Fleet coming up next, and then we can kind of go wherever we want from there. I've got my pick. Go. Uh, so because we got Shane's bachelor party that weekend, I figured we'd do a shorter one. Yeah. So we're going to do the fray. Oh, okay. I had something similar in mind, so I won't do that. Um, how to, okay. How to save a life over my head. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what we're going to do. All right. Well, I have to rethink my pick now, so I'll you leave. Keep whatever out. you had. No, no, I'm not doing George as for Ezra right after the fray. That's going to fucking kill me. Okay. Yeah. Good call. So anyways, uh, Stay tuned, like, subscribe, follow, uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next Catch week. Catch you on the next one.